When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Tuesday, March 6th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today, we're taking a close look at the Trump administration's most recent attempt at restricting access to quality, affordable reproductive health care. But first, the headlines. On Monday, Kim Jong-un sat down with officials from South Korea in the first meeting he's had with representatives from Seoul in his seven years as North Korea's leader. South Korea's 10-member delegation met in Pyongyang for two days to discuss ending the feud between the North and the U.S., which is threatening the stability of the entire region. Populist and far-right parties dominated Italy's national election on Sunday. The anti-establishment surge has left the country's politics deadlocked and its center-left in disarray. And after winning Best Actress at the Oscars, Frances McDormand called for more performers to start demanding an inclusion rider, a contractual agreement stars can use to help ensure greater diversity on set both in front of the camera and behind it. The Best Picture Prize went to The Shape of Water, and Guillermo del Toro won Best Director. Jordan Peele became the first African-American writer to win the Oscar for Best Screenplay, and Greta Gerwig became the fifth woman ever to be nominated for Best Directing at the Academy Awards. And now, here's the news you won't get anywhere else. On February 23rd, the country's only source of funding dedicated to family planning, called Title X, came under attack. The 48-year-old federal program gives grant money to state and local health departments, nonprofit family planning centers, and community health clinics that provide reproductive health services to low-income Americans and people without insurance. But now, dramatic changes in the guidelines to Title X grants could affect how these Americans access the types of birth control and care they've relied on for years. I sat down with Tonic News editor Susan Rincunis to hear more about the story. Let's start at the beginning. What is Title X? That is a great question because a lot of people don't know about Title X. They may have heard of Title IX, but Title X was signed into law by Richard Nixon in 1970, and it's the nation's only source of funding that's specifically dedicated to family planning. It's meant to help people who are low income or 
don't have health insurance. Maybe they're above the the federal poverty line, but they don't have the means to pay for health care. So it specifically provides well woman exams, birth control, STD screening and treatment, cancer screenings, and infertility treatment. Men and women can use it, but about 89% of the recipients in 2015 were women, and about 64% of the people overall using Title X services were below the federal poverty line. And one thing I want to clear up is that federal money cannot be used for abortions except in the cases of rape, incest, or if the mother's life is at risk. So Title X does not pay for abortions outside of those cases, although there are um, anti-choice activists and lawmakers who argue that any money, any federal money that goes to a health provider that offers abortions is what they call fungible, so that it sort of supports one side of the provider's uh, offerings so that they say it's it's the same thing as giving that money to them directly. But at the end of the day, federal dollars do not go to abortion outside of those three exceptions. On February 23rd, the Trump-Pence administration announced that Title X will now prioritize its grant money on abstinence-only sex education and natural family planning over FDA-approved contraception. So what does this mean for our access to birth control? So this, in my mind, is a sneaky attack on birth control. Again, it's a program that not a lot of people know about, and they're being subtle in the way that they're rewriting the grant application language. So what it could mean is that the $260 million in Title X funding would go to community health centers that don't offer all 18 types of FDA-approved birth control, including the most effective methods, the IUD and implant. And it could also open the door for, quote-unquote, crisis pregnancy centers to receive Title X funding because they promote abstinence um, and natural family planning methods like the rhythm method, where um, people just avoid sex when they're most fertile. So this is a problem. It's a family planning program that is supposed to provide effective methods of family planning. And it looks like the Trump-Pence administration is trying to undermine that. How many people rely on Title X every year? The most recent data show that 4 million people every year rely on Title X services. And again, that includes men and women. That's a lot of people affected. So let's back up and let's talk about the facts for a second. What does the research actually tell us about access to birth control and the effectiveness of family planning services in the U.S.? So basically, natural family planning, like the Rhythm Method, has a failure rate of up to 25 percent. And that's actually listed on the Department of Health and Human Services website. So that's pretty high if you think about it. Uh, Meanwhile, FDA-approved methods like the pill, patch, and ring The failure rate for average use is 9%, um, but it can be lower with, quote unquote, perfect use. They publish the 9% stat to give people like a realistic expectation. Meanwhile, with the most effective methods, the long acting reversible contraceptives like the IUD and the implant, the failure rate is less than 1%, so less than one out of 100. So what we're talking here is the difference between three out of four people avoiding pregnancy versus... 90 to 99 people out of 100 avoiding pregnancy. It's it's pretty stark. 
to take those numbers a little bit further, let's talk about the Guttmacher Institute study that came out in 2015. Can you tell us about their findings? Absolutely. So the Guttmacher Institute is a nonpartisan think tank that looks into birth control and um, reproductive rights. And they found that clinics that received Title X funding helped prevent, are you ready, 822,000 unintended pregnancies, which then averted 387,000 unplanned births and 278,000 abortions. And that was just in 2015. So it's pretty impressive when you think about what access to birth control can do. And again, this um, Title X provides low and no cost birth control to people who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it. So showing you the pregnancies that they can prevent, the unintended pregnancies, is is pretty awesome. That Guttmacher study mirrors what's happening in Colorado, actually. There's a pretty high-profile program to give free IUDs to teens and young women. And they found that since that program has been in existence, that teen pregnancy has gone down and the teen abortion rate has gone down. But meanwhile, there was a study that came out literally the same week of the Title X funding announcement that showed that when costs are removed, women are more likely to choose the more effective methods of contraception because they're more expensive. <laughs> so if if women have a harder time affording it, when you take the cost away, they're going to say, yes, I absolutely want the option that's going to help me avoid pregnancy better. And it specifically was a study in Utah that looked at giving women free IUDs, and they were more likely to choose the IUD when it was free versus when the costs were laid out in front of them. An IUD can be several hundred dollars, and if you don't have insurance, you have to pay that all up front before you get it inserted, and the insertion appointment costs several hundred dollars. In this recent Title X announcement, the word contraceptive is never mentioned. So you called up Health and Human Services, and you talked to a spokesperson there, about the language used in the announcement, the language omitted, and how it differs from last year's version. Can you talk about what the spokesperson said? So the HHS spokesperson told me that the announcement still sticks to what's in the law and that providers still have to offer birth control by law and then reminded me that the press release about the funding announcement did mention the word contraception. And I was like, thank you very much for that reassuring answer. So this announcement is within the law currently, but is the Trump administration trying to change the laws and regulations? Why, yes, they are. That is what the person in charge of this Office of Population Affairs at HHS told reporters in a call the same day the changes were announced. Basically, they did what they could in this funding announcement to stay within the guardrails of the law, but they are working and looking at changing the regulations of the law itself. How does this all fit into the Trump administration's broader attacks on federal safety net programs specifically designed for low-income people? If you zoom out, you know, this is Title X. It affects 4 million people every year, which is significant, but it is not as large as some other social programs like Medicaid I am kind of worried that they're going to be attacking other methods of birth control in other programs like that. So that could actually have a much bigger impact on unintended pregnancies in the United States. Meanwhile, this is the same administration that wants to slow the growth of Medicaid spending. And they're also trying to cut back on the program formerly known as food stamps, a.k.a. SNAP. So we could see a future where there are people who have less effective methods to prevent pregnancy and yet 
they also have less access to health care, less access to food for their families. This kind of thing is like a, a total disaster situation. Uh, and it seems like they don't want to hear about that. The president of the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, Haywood Brown, had, I think, a really apt quote about the effects of these new Title X guidelines. And what he said is that these guidelines reflect the Trump administration's continued move away from scientific, evidence-based policies and toward unscientific ideologies. And I, I thought that that was really well put and maybe a good way to kind of wrap this all up. So what's the end game here for the Trump-Pence administration? The Title X changes do absolutely fit in with what the Trump administration has been doing on women's health and, and health in general. Some of the unscientific ideologies that the administration espouses are that IUDs cause abortions, which they do not. And we can see in this grant application that they're trying to move away from providers that do offer all 18 types of FDA-approved methods of birth control. One of the most effective is the IUD. And there's actually someone at HHS right now who has gone on record and said that IUDs cause abortion. So this is, this is what we're looking at in terms of their ideology. Um, they also because of people in the administration like Mike Pence, don't believe in non-procreative sex. So that's why they're pushing abstinence-only education. When do we actually hear which groups and organizations get afforded Title X grants? So the applications are due in May, and I will note that this is months late. The person running the Title X program actually abruptly resigned recently and then uh, was replaced by the anti-IUD crusader. So applications are due in May and grants will be awarded in September. And that's something that Tonic will be following up on to see who gets the grants. And also reproductive health groups around the country will be looking to see who received grants and what was in their applications um, so they could potentially tease out what the administration was looking for. To read Susan's full article, go to tonic.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now.